It's time for another episode of Bangers and Trash, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, welcome to the Bangers and Trash podcast. Uh, I'm joined as always by Pietro Davy, Antonio Cannavale, and my channel tube, the doctor, the professor, the weatherman, all the rest of it. How are you guys doing? Uh, do you, you miss Antonio's uh, title though? Yeah, I know. And you so haven't right. shouted bangers and trash. Really. I have a shouted bangers and trash, and <laughs> I, I full named Antonio. I've been really formal. It's been a while, lads. I know. You know? Been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me ease rest. back into it. Let me ease back. Into it. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't. It doesn't matter how much I ease back into it. I'm about to say bangers and trash, but I will call <laughs> Tony Tony two times. And that's the reason we haven't been on, right? Because Tony's obviously been busy with his DJ career. Um, I have, yeah. Boys, so, so. Guess what? It's, <laughs> in the same, it's in the same position as it was three months ago. Hasn't, hasn't taken off yet, unfortunately. Not quite, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Cheers, mate. <laughs> anyway, how you doing? I'm all right, mate. Warm. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is warm, yeah. It is warm. <laughs> right, so today's episode, we got, I mean, what did I start doing? At the start of this week, I started gathering some questions that we we're going to ask, probably going to be general redraft questions. We're under 50 days away from uh, from the start of the season now. Redraft is upon us. We're starting to wind down the dynasty conversations and uh, look towards the drafts. But there's been plenty of news in the last couple of days, which has taken priority. So a lot of these questions are going to be geared towards Akers, who for anyone who has missed the news is out for the season. Um, Yetra will know because he owns him in Dynasty and we'll get on to what should or shouldn't be doing with him in Dynasty shortly. Um, Thomas, Michael Thomas of the Saints uh, will miss us out of the season. That is, is fresh off the, off the press. We will miss a few games at least for the start of the season, which does change the outlook uh, of the Saints. Uh, and Devante Adams is not having a great time at Green Bay Packers, supposedly, in terms of negotiations for renewal. So the Packers, uh, a couple of players, short me um, next few, uh, few years. So, yeah, we'll get on to that as well. Um, but let's kick straight off with Akers. So the question, which I will come to Marcello first, what should we be doing with Akers in Dynasty? based on the news of the injury. Should we be selling him? Should we be holding him? Just go from the perspective of if you own him, first of all, and then we'll get on to if you want to buy it. But what would you be doing with him, Well, oh, I don't want to depress myself to start because <laughs> I'm not an owner. Um, sell, sell, sell. Uh, I've told a couple of people who do own Acres <clears throat> that I don't want any part of it. I'm sure if you own Twitter, you've seen all the uh, injury concerns with Achilles injuries and how running backs don't typically come back to, to full strength after the injury. So, um, yeah, it's a bad spot. And if you can get any sort of value for him, I, I'd be taking it. Okay, we'll come back round to that. What you just said there, telling things of value and follow up with what sort of value you're talking about. Tony, I'll go to you first. Do you agree with Cello on, on selling acres? Uh, yes and no. I don't know if you can sell. He, I mean, he's, he's either a sell low or he's a hold. 
So, I mean, you're not going to sell him for what you paid for him in a startup. You're not going to get third round or fourth round value for him now. A lot of people are actually considering maybe Henderson is actually more of a value in Dynasty. And if they were to go around a startup Dynasty, they'd be around, around 10 or 11, both of them together. So you, you've got to be prepared to sell low if you're selling. You're not going to get what you had before. Um, what Cello's saying, I think, though, is, is, he is he is a sell low in his opinion. So it doesn't matter how low you get, try and get anything you can for him. I think that's what he's saying. Um, and I'm not sure if I would sell too low because a few players have come back from Achilles injuries, but they haven't been running backs. So the the general running backs that have been injured are, are people like Mikel Deshaw, um, Detroit player a couple of year, uh, a few years back. And obviously, more recently, Marlon Mack. We haven't actually seen Mack play since the Achilles. But, you know, Achilles injuries, people do come back from them. There's quite a lot of wide receivers that come back from them at a high level. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I would sell too low. Um, but I'm definitely not looking to acquire, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about the value in a second. I'll go back to you, Kel, on that. Pietro, you own Akers in Dynasty. Mm. so. How are you feeling, first of all, about the injury and, and, and the potential impact that's going to have on, on long term? And how are you looking to move on? On the injury, outside of fantasy, I, I'm quite devastated for it because I think he was going to have an elite year this year and the Rams. And I really think it's a blow for a young player who had a lot of talent just to miss a whole year early on in his career. So, but we're obviously talking about fantasy so i've had a couple of days to think about it <laughs> i've had a couple of offers in to buy and to sell i'm a hold and it's mainly one that i mean if i sell right now i am not getting back 100 percent what i paid for him nor am i getting i think even an adequate replacement to running back face him if i need a running back on my roster two i think the time to sell is when he's about starting to return, say a month before, and there's a bit of hype picking up about Akers coming back into the backfield, hopefully if no one in the Rams takes over this backfield while he's gone, which is key, then you want to wait till the hype train to build up a bit of hype and then try and sell them. You can get a little bit more value because I honestly don't see the point in selling right now because I honestly don't know what you'll get back this with it means a third round pick in Dynasty. Again, nowhere near that. I mean, the offers you're going to get are probably going to be rubbish, so I wouldn't even contemplate selling. It's just not going to be worth it. Okay. Simple as that. Simple as that. Well, that comes from the owner himself. Cello, um, you're keen on selling him. What would you be looking for if you did own him and we're going out back and get some back? So I was scrolling through Twitter the day after the news broke, I believe it was, just looking for the sort of running back which people are trying to trying to acquire in exchange makers. And the two most common ones which popped up were Trey Sermon and Michael Carter. So, and I think that is just about your ballpark of what you can get back in terms of just a raw running back for running back. Because you're going to be short of running back. If you've drafted acres in the third round, you're not going to be full of depth at the position there. So 
that that is the sort of value I'd be looking at. Okay, Tony, anything to add to that? Um, I would take those two players over Akers now. So you're looking at what two point two point one to two point four in a start in a rookie draft. This year's rookie draft, I would take probably. Um, like I said, I think Henderson, funnily enough, is probably the value for Akers. I, I see them very similar because Henderson's going to have a year now. Um, I don't think he'll be the lead back, so I don't know if you want to get into what the Rams are going to do next, but I believe they're going to bring someone in. But Henderson's more of a change of pace. He's more of a slasher, like a bit like Tevin Coleman. He always has been that kind of player, one-cut player. So they'll, they'll definitely bring someone in. Um, but I see Henderson... I, I, I've gone back and forth who I'd rather take Henderson or Akers. I think I'm leaning on the Henderson side. So I think that's his line. I definitely take those rookies, though, that Cello said, over Akers at this point. I wouldn't. Well, that was going to be my question, Peter, to wrap this conversation up. So you, you wouldn't take either of those, huh? I have, they're both punts, and I'd rather take my punt on Akers. I mean, what's the point? I don't see either of them to ever become a lead back. And... I said the key for me is if the Rams bring in a veteran. If they bring in a veteran who's just not going to last on a roster for one year, then there can be a little bit of hype when Akers come back. If they bring in someone younger, can potentially take over that backfield, then my plan might go out the window. Because I agree, I don't think Henderson's going to take it either. Has to be a so, veteran that comes in, not going to last. So okay, let's say some names. So. I'll I'll say a name and you say if you're happy or not. Le'Veon Bell. Ecstatic. Todd Gurley. I can't see him going back to the Rams, but again, ecstatic. Royce Freeman. <laughs> oh, God. All day long. <laughs> Actually, I, I have all of them. I would say Royce Freeman would be the one I'd young. be a little bit. Yeah, he's younger, and I think he had a lot of pedigree coming out of college. All right, Darius Geis. <laughs> really? I thought it was unrealistic now, but okay. <laughs> and no, Duke Johnson. Not, I, not Duke, what about Duke? No, I don't think he's got the ability for a backfield, especially at the Rams. They need a world-class RB1 Rams. It's just how they play. And they produce but, them. I said we just got hope. Role, so. No, I'm just saying they pretty much ruled out the entirety of the free agent market, and they they said they're not interested in, in any of them. So they'll they'll more likely be looking for a trade. I know they've got no capital. They'll be waiting for someone to get cut from another team. So I, yeah, I don't see them going after any of the ones currently on the market. It's all good signals, and if the Rams have a poor season, especially in the running game, then it's only going to help build up the hype train when Acres does start to come back. So. I really don't think it's a good point. It looks desperate as well. That's the problem. If you start sending out offers to push Akers away, yeah. it, it does look desperate. And I just think it's tactically wrong to do it now. I think you're in a lot of name... when Akers come back. There. I know, yeah. When, <laughs> when, even a lot of it. We know Mal- where you Mal- sit on that. Yeah. Mal- and Mac. Mal- and Mac and Royce Freeman, I would keep an eye on those two names. I think I... I be a bit worried if either of those go to the Rams. Anyone else, like the older vets, I'd be a bit like, whatever. But I like and Mac's an interesting test case because Mac is coming exactly. back from the same injury. So if he goes to the Rams and yeah. you know, pushes on, then 
it's good and bad. It just switches the dynamic of what we're talking about here. So it'll be interesting. But I'm not selling right now. There we go. Yaksha's not selling. Sent out a warning to the league. And we'll, we'll <laughs> see. He said he wasn't selling Derek Henry. <laughs> um, okay, so so we draft winners and losers from, from the Akers injury. Let's talk a little bit about that. Let's, let's focus on Henderson then. Are you looking, if they don't bring in a veteran, where are you looking to target Henderson in redraft? Are you high on him? What's going on now? If they don't bring a, if they if they don't bring anyone in, he's going to go around for absolute latest in a normal redraft standard one quarterback league, and that's that's, I mean that is absolute latest. Yeah, you know, he is going I higher mean, than that. Cello is pointing up, and oh, I, have to I agree. mean, but I mean, who's in round four? David Montgomery. David Montgomery's in round four. Who are you taking? No, Miles Gaskin I, is in round I'm four. I'm a Monty man, but still. So there you go. So he, uh, I think round four is right. Chris Carson's like 3.11, 3.12. So he's right on the right on the end of that 3-4 turn. You think Henderson's going to go above Chris Carson? I don't. Not in, not in a 0.5 PPR league. I can't see that happening. So I think Carson Monty is his line. He's in that group. That's what I'm saying. So four is probably the latest. But I think someone like Cello will probably bite round two. Cello is a tough choice between um, Drake and Cello. I know he's going to be worried there. Um, what, about, what about Josh Jacobs or Henderson? We'll, we'll get on to talk about later on. But wow. I just, I just want to throw that out because I love talking about Josh Jacobs just in case Luke is listening. Was that serious question? No, of course it is. Um, oh but if it was Lucio, he's one hundred percent Josh Jacobs over any other running back that you can reel off. Um, so the big winners, the biggest winners, though, are the, all the Rams pass catchers. They're going to throw a little bit more, definitely. Yeah, and Stafford, Stafford as well is a winner. Higby, Higby's a big one. Yeah. Uh, Woods and Cup, yeah. So. Yeah, so redraft yeah. wise, yeah, looking um, those players. Then if we talk about so. This obviously only applies um, if you had acres in your top 12. Harvey's heading into the 2021 season. Antonio, I know you did. Um, yep. So we'll come to you first. Who, who slips into that top 12 now that acres fit out? Uh, well, I'm looking at those names that we said, probably. Um, just refresh. So Mixon. Mixon was probably on the line. Eckler, they all jump over him. Yeah. Or in there. Um, Oh, Gibson. I don't think I had Gibson inside my top 12. He probably jumps in for me. Yeah, you have Gibson in So I'm going to put Gibson. Gibson's going to jump into the 12. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to you, Pietro. Well, I'll make it very simple. Whoever I had at 13 jumps into top 12 because <laughs> I can't even remember my ranking. But yeah, no, it probably would have been Mixon, knowing me. I always have Mixon at 13. I wouldn't want to remember your rank either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cello, oh, oh, oh. Cello, do you think Chubb makes the top 12 now for you that he has a slip day? Yeah, I'm, maybe? Sure he, I'm sure he can just about scrape in now. Yeah. Swift definitely not. Yeah. Swift uh, another <laughs> barrel somewhere. That's, still that's trying to get him, find his way out. Still trying to call out. I was, between, be, I was between Swift and Akers now with INC Redraft. Obviously, can't tell what's going to happen, but uh, I would have been in Pietro's position had I gone for Akers. 
And I probably would have sold him by 90. So um, <laughs> he's doing better than I am. Um, Hit the panic button. Oh, the panic button. Yeah, <laughs> it gets bigger and bigger the closer we get to the season, the panic button. Um, okay, let's move away from Akers then. So we'll talk about um, the latest news on Thomas. So Michael Thomas set the miss a bit of time um, at the start of the season. He's had surgery, four months recovery, will miss at least a couple of weeks. Um, who's the redraft winners and losers from this then? Obviously, the Saints are going in very thin now at wide receiver. Tony will come to you first of all. Are you still well, looking to take Thomas? This, this, this is weird now. Losers. I've had about an hour to think about this, and I think, I think, I think they're going to start Taysom Hill at quarterback now. I think, I think they might have actually gone with Winston before this. I've had to think about it, and I think this pretty much cements Hill as the starter. And I, I, I think the reason for that is obviously they lose their biggest weapon in the passing game. That, that obviously goes to. Winston's strength. So if Winston's playing now and they haven't got their key wide receiver, it feels like a bit of a double blow. Whereas they could put a hill in now and keep the same kind of method of offense and not lose too much because Hill's a dual threat anyway. What it does do is it pushes Kamara up. So he's now solidly in my it doesn't matter if he'll start. Kamara is now solidly in my running back three position. I don't know where he was before, but now there's a bit of a tier there. Um, I don't think I'm going to touch anyone else. Troutman's interesting as a tight end now, probably. Um, not interested in the wide receivers, even though Callaway is primed for a breakout, I think, after his last year. Um, the last couple of games last year, he looked really good. Traquan Smith doesn't look like a number one, unfortunately, but you'll have you'll have those. And also, you know, you, how many weeks is this actually going to happen? You know, it looks like it's going to be two to two to three weeks. So let's say a month max. Um, if Hill does start and they start winning, they're not going to switch back to Winston. So I think Hill and Kamara are the biggest winners, but I wouldn't go anywhere near the receiving options. Personally, I okay. right, so yeah, we'll go to you next then. Um build on that. Oh, funny enough, I had a, a very similar thought when, when you told me just uh, before we sat at the pod with uh, with the quarterback situation. I, I think we've seen it before last season when Michael Thomas was injured and, and obviously Taysom Mill was a signed quarterback. They've already got the recipe there, so I think it's a, it's a safer bet going into the season. Now that they know Michael Thomas is not going to start the year, I'm guessing it's been confirmed he's going to miss at least a couple of weeks. So, yeah, in terms of the fancy options, Alvin Kamara had him flip-flopping with stage one at 4-5. I think he's solidly at number four now. Um, and the rest of them are all late-round flyers in terms of tight ends, receivers. So, um, yeah, not a lot of fancy impact. I'm still not drafting Jason Hill. Uh, I mean, he's a streaming option. Uh Okay, Pietro, do you agree? Uh, first of all, on the quarterback situation, Taysom Hill now looks to be the starter with Winston's best option and available for the first couple of weeks. Winston isn't, can never be a starter. I mean, <laughs> he's throwing too many interceptions. <laughs> but I don't know if it's going to change their logic too much. I always thought they were going to start with Phil anyway as they continued last season. And... 
yeah, it is. I agree, it's a safer option. But I don't think that was ever not their plan. If that makes sense. And they were going to use Winston when they needed to in game, which I don't think that problem has gone away. If you think Hill's going to be the starter, so the Saints are a dumpster fire. I <laughs> outside of Kamara, I agree at one hundred percent that Kamara now is solid PPR gold in that team. Especially, I mean, an injury like this could probably linger. So I think it happened before with Michael Thomas, where you expect him to come back, and it took like four weeks longer than it should have. So. I'd expect Thomas to be out longer than whatever they tell you he's going to be out for. Um, Trikeman, I got no interest in receivers, but I think for in about four hours you're about to see the Trikeman like train pick back up again, and I might be tempted to get on at some point, especially <laughs> in Dynasty, because it does sound interesting. It does sound quite interesting. Yeah, I, you're going to hear it. Four hours, guarantee. Go on Twitter. Sad. Yeah. That is breaking me. news. Yeah, it was about your pickup. It's 15th tight end in Dynasty. So what take for that one? I love it. Um, okay. Is there any uh, anything else anyone wants to mention on the Saint uh, situation before we move on? We're all, we're all satisfied. Jason Hills. <laughs> I, I actually thought it was going to be Winston before this injury. Yeah, so I'm not going to say it even, yeah, 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 yeah it's great as well. Switch. And, and <clears> a quick one, does anyone disagree with Shadow's point on um, like, the case of... I, if I knew he was a starter, what's wrong with uh, a running quarterback like that then? Nothing in fancy, so I'd take him over Sam Darnold. In a normal redraft, I'd Fancy no. over, like, like I said, Sam Donald, Zach Wilson, all those kind of stable quarterbacks. But, he's a, um, a but you're not going to draft. I agree with him. You're not going to so. draft. I, I, yeah, I yeah. agree with what you said about not drafting him. Um, but he'd probably be one of the the ones. I think uh, he's a streamer. Uh, maybe he's a, he's a streamer. Yeah, he'll yeah. Who a they, not a streamer. He, I think no. He's the kind of player. Actually, no. He's the kind of player. If you knew you start in week one, you'd have a look at their matchup. And you might draft him in the last round because then you've cemented him for two weeks. So it depends who they play you the first couple of weeks. But he's the kind of player I would rather start than a Sam Donald or Derek Carr even, probably. Probably draw the line. Yeah, He starts on the wire, but you've got to keep an eye out because if he does become a starter, his rushing touchdown upside is huge. He's what we thought Cam Newton probably was last year. So, well, he did actually have it last year. So you do have to keep an eye out. But I agree with Charlie, he starts on the wire, but I don't think he's a streamer. I think if he becomes a starter, he's going to have a roster. I'll rephrase it then. He's not your QB1. You're not drafting him as your QB1. I, I had tested yeah, last just... season when, when he was in as the starter, and I, I was flip-flopping between my two quarterbacks. Mm. And that's, okay. that's, that's basically what he did. You. If you've ended up with, a, say, a, like a, a Stafford or something like that, and you want to play the matchup with Jason Hill, I'm fine with that. I'll tell you something else as well. I've just had a look at the, the bye weeks for New Orleans, and their bye week is week six, so they've only got five five games before the bye. I was just thinking what Beatrice said. It is a good. It, you might start on the pup, miss six weeks now. Oh, i got Thomas. Just because that bye is in week six. If that's the case, I mean, that's five weeks without their number one receiver, so that's big news. 
I'd expect it. Right. Let's move on to another elite wide receiver uh, and, a, and another dumpster fire potentially, Green Bay. Um, so the news coming out of Green Bay is that Adams and Green Bay are not in a great position in terms of their negotiations. Um, so the question I'll come to Cello first is if you've got Adams in Dynasty and you're seeing this news come out, what are you thinking? What are you doing? And let's speculate a little bit and we'll go around everyone on this one. But if you were to see Adams leave Green Bay, where would you like him to go? And you can speculate as much as you want, Cello. This doesn't even. Oh, this, this is loaded, this question. This is very loaded. Uh, Jesus. If you've got Adams in Dynasty, this is either the second time you panicked this off-season or you've just purchased him low from someone else who panicked this off-season. One or the other. Um, I'm not panicking too much Dynasty-wise. I mean, you're just not going to get the value for him at this point. So I, I'm tempted just to hold him. Yeah, let's ask Becky what she thinks because she's just uh, coming Beck, to the what do you think? Thank you. What do you think of Devante Adams? Situation. Do you like Devante Adams? There we go. Yeah, as, as a big thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I missed all of what you said, Charles, but I have absolutely no doubt. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, sure, I'm not sure if it. Sure if it I'm not sure if it makes a difference if Adams stays at Green Bay long term. The talent. I don't think you're panicking. This is 100% Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> All of this. I He's mean, him saying, if Aaron Jones had him signed, I know I'm not allowed to use a phrase, but I'm a Green Bay fan. I know where I. Yeah. <laughs> you know that one, Pete. But yeah. yeah. That's the fire, Pete. Oh, it's, hor- it's horrific. I mean, <laughs> until the problem is, you don't know what he's going to do until you probably get signals from Aaron Rodgers. Because I think that's, obviously, if I was a wide receiver in my prime years, I want to know that I've got an elite QB next to me. And until that sort is, I don't know if he will sign. So, yeah, you're going to be on the edge <laughs> for a couple of weeks at least. So, yeah, I'd be, I'd be worried. And this is more of a panic button for me than the Akers situation. Because the Akers situation is, you pretty much know where you are. He's out for a year. There's not a lot you can do in that year. So that's yeah. that. This situation's more time dependent. You gotta make a move sooner rather than later, depending on what you want to do. Yeah. Um Tony, anything you wanted to add on the other situation? Not really. I think uh I don't I, I think he's good enough. It doesn't matter if Rogers stays there or if he's in the Packers next year. So I think he's good enough to um just where you go, wherever he goes. Go back to your question on where it would be good. Chargers, maybe if Mike Williams doesn't sign, there's a spot. There's a spot there next year. So you're looking at anyone with a youngish quarterback, obviously for Dynasty, who's, who can throw it. So linking up with Justin Herbert would be all right. For Adams next year. Anyone else want to jump in on a speculation? Would you like to see him land if you owned him in Dynasty? Ooh. Um... The problem is, any te- I can see him performing in any single team he lands. So I really yeah. don't know <laughs> what the, the best situation is. If Michael Thomas is out, if he went to the Saints, I'd feel like that. that. I mean, especially if he started Winston. Any team, 
any team like that where they don't really have an alpha, and even if they do, playing alongside is just going to help too. I just can't see a downside for any team no. that he goes to. Chargers was a nice shape, uh, Ram. Yeah. Um, Raiders. Like that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Raiders need an upgrade on quarterback, but yeah. I don't think it's a, a problem, car throwing a ball. Many times. <laughs> Well, there we go. Some positive speculation. I like that. Wherever he goes, he will do well. Um, fantastic. So that's the news wrapped up uh, and the questions around the news. Let's get into some general questions. So I'll come to each of you and I'll come to you first. So I'm looking for a, one player that you, lack, you are actively avoiding in 2021 redraft that may surprise people. So that's the key caveat here. I'm not looking for players that, you know, Anyone is going to be actively avoiding. You're obvious, you know. If you're cello, you're avoiding chub. So chub, keep that to yourself. Um, I'm looking for for people that something that might shock the listeners. Um, and uh, yeah, take it away. It's a tough mm. one, I know, boys. So Tony's got the tough one of answering first. The rest, you can have a little bit of thing. Mm. It's a tough one, but I can't draft Jonathan Taylor where he is. Can't do it. So I, I'm drawing the line definitely in that first round when I get to pass Zeke Elliott or the running backs. And I'm switching over to receiver. I'm taking Hill, Adams. Oh, well, maybe not Adams now, but Hill, Daffy, Kelsey. Um, so I, I really do a draft with Jonathan Taylor in the first round, which means I just don't get him. And I don't, I don't, think, he's gonna, I don't think he's going to disappoint because I think their O-line is so good and they run the ball so much. But I just think that he has with Rivers gone I don't know if he's going to catch enough passes with Hines cemented in that four minute offence so you know I just think there's there's a ceiling there where where the other players like Zeke even Saquon when he's back to full health um, Kamara we've discussed Henry Cook McCaffrey I mean there's there's six or seven running backs there you would take over when do you switch to a different position and for me that's always at Jonathan Taylor's uh, Name, so yeah. Okay, there we go. Thanks, Tony. Pietro, have you thought of any that may surprise people? I've got names I generally avoid, but some of them are personal bias. So I probably got three names in my head. So I'm gonna, I got a reason for each, so I'll, I'll reel them out. Um, hang on a minute. If we're doing three, can I just put DK Metcalf? <laughs> well? so yeah, you can. Fine. We got Um They're all running backs because I always focus. Um, Saquon Barkley Antonio's going to hate this but I cannot I always focus on injury history and I cannot draft a player that highly in the top five with a history like that so much if it came to it I would dodge him and I have dodged him pretty much well I've never drafted him (laughs) so it concerns me he's had He's played so little and been injured so much in that I wouldn't feel confident. I'd want a safer option. Even as low as Derek Henry in that area. I'd prefer him. Definitely Kamara now, after our previous discussion. The other one, completely personal. Joe Mixon was my Abbey and I hate my so I wouldn't bother. Simple as that. And the other one, Shadow's gonna like it. Gibson. I 
His value right now is the middle of the second round, say. I don't know if anyone's going to disagree with that. It's somewhere around there. Maybe <laughs> even probably, higher. It's, it's higher it's, for Jallo. <laughs> it's second round and climbing, isn't it? I don't know if you're going to get your, your money back on that. I really don't. I think it's it's just too high. If you're drafting in there, you're potentially drafting with your abs one. And I don't think you'll ever get that value back. So I would look elsewhere. Generally in that area, I would look at a receiver. But that's just me personally in the way I draft. So those are the types of players and where they are. Why I'd avoid them. Okay, nice. And uh, Jallo, without going you know, next on the Gibson front there, let's just, let's just have, your, uh, have your one, two or three players. It's a hard question, to be honest, because... There's a long pace I dislike. Um, oh, we know, Chelsea. Anyone listening to this podcast knows that. It's a long list. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you two, which people are typically high on, and get drafted highly. So basically, if I don't get Kelsey, people will will say, "Oh, I want any of the top three. If I don't get Kelsey, oh. I don't want the other two. I don't want Darren Waller. I don't want George Kittle. So I will, I will skip on all those, and I will take either two later in the draft." Or take like a like a Higby, you know that sort of area tight end. So they're the ones I'd be avoiding. Okay. For separate reasons, one George Kittle is the injury history. You can't ignore it at this point. And Darren Waller schedule's awful, quarterback's awful, team is generally not that good. Um, so you're and awful. you're paying and you're paying an end of second round, start of third round draft capital for him, where you can get. An elite running back or an elite wide receiver. So I'm not paying it. I like that tight end point. I'll be honest with you. If I missed Kelsey, I would. It's Hawkinson or wait longer. For me, I agree there's, there's, st- there's still a big gap in terms of safety at the tight end position between him and the rest, uh, and those two even. Uh, yeah, I Kittle would have been in consideration for this for me, but I, I want a safe, in my opinion. Waller is actually closer to Kelsey than Kittle, in my opinion. I don't like Hawkinson this year. Everyone seems to be thinking he's going to yeah. get loads of targets from golf. But the thing I don't like about Hawkinson is he, he, doesn't, he hasn't got that scene where he can run away from players. So he's, he's going to be capped as a kind of catch and fall down tight end. What I've seen anyway. Someone like Noah Fan can just run away from anyone on the pitch. So there's a bit of a difference there. Um, Pitt, I put carpets and obviously no offense um, bracket for, for kind of athleticism, but Hawkinson feels like a player who's capped and he's on a bad offense, so I'm not sure about Hawk this year. But yeah, I good points on there. I, I, don't, I like the Kittle shout. I would definitely say maybe Kittle's my third if you're asking for three, Matt. Yeah. Kittle, DK, Metcalf, I didn't go into that, but there's reasons there. I think Lockett might even be his number one look still, um, if I'm honest. And I'm not sure he's got the full right tree, as we all know. It's just a big-bodied receiver, so um, not sure about DK. But yeah, that would be my three as well. Well, Chow, give me another name. You only give us one. I, I just went to the back of the two tight ends. Um, I, Russell Wilson would be another one, um, along with DK and Tyler Lockett. Um, I think they're going very heavy. So Any more Seahawks? Too, they're all going too high in the draft. It's all to do with the capital. DK, you're taking as the fourth or fifth receiver. You've got players like Calvin Ridley in there. I would 100% take Calvin Ridley there. Um, 
And yeah, lock 100%. 100%. Take Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I would take Ridley over, over, over DK. That's a good shout. Yeah. And probably someone else, uh, say some other name, Jefferson. Well, Justin Jefferson again, AJ Brown. These are all, all going in terms of ADP and high game. I take them above. Every draft I've seen, Jefferson goes ahead and AJ Brown. He's at seven. Including Jefferson, all of the ones Brown, who've been in. Brown at six and DK's at five. Ignore those. So, the drafts we've seen, it generally goes AJ, Jefferson, DK. Well, Especially yeah. down, well, Dynasty of. So, other names. This is redraft, Rid- sorry. Redraft. Other names. Said those I think they're the hair then. Um, who else is underneath then? Keenan Allen in redraft? Or DK Metcalf? DK Half for your side. No, I, I think that was the bracket. Well, I, I, I said, DK's going at five. I, I, I think you should be going around eight-ish. Something like that. But the, the difference between five and eight is almost a rank in a draft. So, yeah. But this is a thing. Big, I will big, say this. Big, I don't think you dodge DK. I think if he, if he was five, if Ridley went and DK was on the board, I still think you would pick him. I don't think I would. Not you. Shallow. I'm looking at him directly in the eye. I don't think you would gloss over him. Was I could gloss over Barkley in the top six pick, like with no regret. <laughs> My point is, he's going around the end of the second round, so I'm typically typically going to pick up another running back there. So, and then Gibson, the way, Gibson's in that range. Turn, I can pick up Calvin Ridley, and I am more than happy with that. That's just tactics. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. But I thought we were going to make players. You just Basically, can't pick. I would. I, I would never pick him. At the minute, he's going at nineteen overall. I would never, ever draft him at nineteen overall. Yeah, uh, that's how I took the question from that. I wouldn't pick. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any teams with Taylor on because I would pick someone else in the first. I wouldn't have any teams with DK on, so I would pick someone else in the two-three turn. Yeah, and Kittle definitely Kittle. Now I've thought about it. So yeah. those those three. I'm also Kittle was the best one of a lot well, I've been saying Kittle for years. Totally know can't draft Kittle. <laughs> just can't. It's, it's just... It's That's a good question, though. That's a good yeah. question, that. You, you met, you, and you met the brief perfectly, guys, because there was so much debate around your answers, and they just so showed that it, it, part of the stuff is from saying that was Jason personal choice. Um, more personal choice. This is a bit of a, a bit of an open question. I'm looking for players who are potentially a make or break. So this again can be a make or break this season, in your opinion, maybe like someone else. But anyone in a make or break situation you think will actually get that bang this season. So we'll come to Marcello first. So I'm looking oh. for, for players in a potential make or break situation that you think will come good this year, or that you've been potentially waiting on, or that Twitter has been waiting on, and you think this is, this is going to be the one? That is a hard question, and I got I got one name in mind, and he's been as with a lot of, but he's been held back by injuries through his first two seasons. That's that's uh, that's Debo. I think he has he's in a surgery now. Typically, asked when 
receivers tend to break out. I mean, I know it's getting earlier, but typically it's, it's the third year. So coming into this season, they're not going to keep designing touches for him if he can't stay on the field. It's a lot of man management to keep him, keep designing touches for him all the time. So, yeah, this is his season. This is your... Nice. So we'll be looking out for you take the people there. Yeah, true. Do you have a player in mind or do you want me to come back around here? I've got a name. It was the first thing that popped in my head when he said it about make or break. Well, I haven't decided if he's going to be make it or break it. I already know the name <laughs> um, as well. It's the name I've already mentioned. Yeah. I'm like saying it. But it's, it has to be Joe Mixon who's on that <laughs> cast. I mean, his, his record, he has not produced the RB1 numbers that he, that he should have done. He was drafted as an RB1. He's had the touches to be an RB1. Gets injured to avoid being an RB1. He now is on a great te- a great offense. It, it's now, isn't it? It has to be now that he produces to <laughs> top top eight numbers, surely. Because if it doesn't happen this year, then I don't know. I mean, they have to they have to think about it. Surely, I know his contract's there, but he's had he's had three years in the NFL now. I want to say hasn't done it. It's now, but still can't decide, make or break. But it is now. There's a lot of people who are, who are banking on him making it this season. Me, I want to make some dice. Yeah, I'd be amazed if he's not a top twelve running back if he's healthy. With all that, do you agree? He's in the is in the make or break. I know. I I I for fantasy maybe fantasy maybe, but in terms of talent, running back, he's him and Chubb are by far. I I can't think of a better. Actual talented running back than Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb on their day. You know, Barkley's obviously been called generational talent and all that by loads of people, but I, those two, when I watch them as a pure running back. But that's kind of what I meant, fantasy. Because every year I come into a draft and Joe Mixon in the top 12 yeah. as an RB1 and he hasn't done it. So surely if he doesn't do it this year, then. He has yeah. to drop out of that cat that tier. He won't though, because he's just the, he's just so talented <laughs> to watch him when he's playing. Okay. I mean, I I love him. I love watching him. That's all he says. He makes it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, yeah, he's he, I'd be amazing to make it. Yeah. If he has a, an injury and misses a good chunk of games, then that's it. That might be it. That's his that's his fancy career done for me. Done. Okay, <laughs> I'll be touching yeah, him again. We know what the actors like. He's- Cemented. <laughs> um, Cemented. Tony, have you got? Oh, there's so many, so many. If you look <laughs> at all the zero. So, if you look at all the zero RB running back candidates, you know you've got Zach Moss. Uh, is it? Is you know? Is he? Is he going to step up? You've got Miles um, Gaskins, an interesting name. I, I would actually say Miles Gaskins got the opportunity to make it more than most of those kind of in that bracket because I think Miami are actually going to be sneakily good defense-wise. So I think they'll be up in games. They won't put too much on Tua's shoulders. If it's Gaskin and Salvan Ahmed, then it will be Gaskin, as they showed last year. So And they're not scared to feed them. He'll have a great chance to, uh, to make it. He might make himself some money going into next year. You look at all the other running backs who's on one-year deals, Chase Edmonds and James Conner, both on one-year deals. 
both really, I think it's really on, on Edmonds to make it rather than, than James Conner personally. Um, so yeah, there's just so many, so many in that range, but Gaskin, uh, Monty's actually got the opportunity as well to step up into that elite tier. Um, but yeah, I think Gaskin out of all of them gives me the biggest opportunity to seize a job and, and maybe get a contract for, for future years as well. We'll see. Nice. Well, we've, we've can I say anything? Coach Campy. Just for the discussion. Only because I'm not sure about this, like the bomb, but Derricka, what do you think of that? I think he's cemented. I can't see. I can't for his see. Duration of his contract? Yeah. Well, you know, as far as quarterbacks do, I mean, most quarterbacks, if they start losing, they're on the chopping block. You can say that for anyone, can you? Um, he started losing all last year and it never looked like he was on the chopping block. They kept rolling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me think that he, you know, he's he's obviously shown enough. That's a weird organization that the Raiders. I wouldn't like to comment on quarterbacks. I think the turnover is a lot more brutal. Cam Newton, I agree. Yeah, Cam Newton. Yeah, I have all the names. If we're going to start talking about quarterback, I mean, he is make up literally make or break it from from week one to he either performs well, or he's out. So, well, I got him in different categories. Really, Cam Newton is. I think he's. He's now in a journeyman mode, like Fitz Magic, where they just kind of go around team, fill up roster space. Whereas Carr has been cemented as their starter for a long time. They put a lot of faith in him. Big contract. I think it was the highest paid at one point. Yeah. Give him his contract. But I, I just haven't seen it yet. And I'm just wondering if it comes a point where they just go, we need to start again. <laughs> like, I just thought, I don't know. Yeah, but Might yeah, be I think. Carson Wentz is in a similar situation. Quarterbacks, there's quite a few, isn't there? Wow. Yeah, I'm also in my break. My quarterback, Dan Jones, Drew Locke, and Jalen Hurts, they're all, all quarterbacks. Dan Jones is so, a good one. Yeah, he is a make or break. Get me of it. Um, to wrap it up, Chell, let's get your opinion on Mixon. First, do you agree that it, it is make or break fancy for Mixon, and, and do you think he will back? Um, in terms of fancy, yeah, uh, like Antonio said, he's, he's cemented in that role, he's getting paid. I think the illusion of, as a fantasy owner of him being an RB1, considered an RB1, yeah, I, I think this is the time. If he stays healthy for the season, he still can't put up the numbers, which he won't, because if he stays healthy, he will 100% put up the numbers. But if he doesn't, for some, for some reason, then yeah, that illusion of him being an RB1 needs to, needs to disappear. But he's the top goal back. This year. Okay, so we're all in agreement. Nixon uh, will bang and that wraps us up. Thank you very much, gents. Some great debate as always. Um, there's questions left on the table as well. We'll get to, uh, we'll, we'll have a couple more of these sort of podcasts that we, uh, in the build that we draft, and then we'll get fully into uh, doing some mock drafts as well. So you are very excited. You've been oh, messaging yeah. us at 3 a.m. Do you want to have mock a mock? Day. You know, banging on my door, so we will get that done. Um, but until then, thank you for listening. If you want to debate any of this stuff with us on Twitter, then you can find us at Bangers Trash Pod. Um, Tony, where can people find you? Can you remember your Twitter? Yeah, um, FF underscore Light Tech Seven. Fantastic. And Davy Brothers. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
me. Um, and yeah, we will uh, be back next week to debate some more. I will go away to think up some more questions. I'm sure the new inevitably. Until then, thanks very much.